Speaking the language of leadership. Read by the author and coach, Colin Lutard. Chapter 13. The Achievements. It was a wonderful sunny summer morning as the coach went through the glass doors onto the large stone terrace of Fyrdal's lot. The terrace was well three meters above the gardens and he had a good view onto the bushes and the shrubs that lined the gravel stone paths. The paths were laid out in a square around the gardens and another path crossed the garden from the terrace down to the center towards Lake Melan that glistened among the trees in the distance. In the center of the garden, another path crossed the garden and met up at a small pond that had a statue in the middle of it. A small water spout splashed silently onto the stone arrangement. Although it was still early in the morning, the sun had already been shining for a couple of hours, as it was obvious to see that all the flowers loved the warm rays of the sunshine. Everything seemed to be more intense in color, a cleaner green of the leaves, a more intense yellow of the pansies, a lighter green of the lawn, and even the gravel paths seemed to be reflecting more of the morning sun. It is a beautiful view, someone said behind him. The coach turned and saw Philippa. Yes, the coach said, and it is worth stopping and admiring it. If, if you don't take a moment to look at things from time to time, you don't know what you have achieved. It is worth recharging your batteries regularly, she said. That is very important. You know one thing, Philippa said, I always knew the part of being a manager was setting goals, planning a strategy and controlling the results and all that. But I got to realize one thing that I didn't see before. What was that? I always knew what to do. I knew the management tasks. But I never really knew how to do these tasks. I mean, I was so nervous of letting the people do things the way they wanted to do the things. I preferred to tell them what to do. Like, like this, I felt more in control of the situation and believed that I would be able to achieve the goals. I helped to find the right conditions for the team and for the people. But they decide how they want to do things in the end. So you say, before you were a manager and now you have become a leader, the coach said. What else do you think makes you a good leader? I have spent a lot of time over the past thinking about that question and what it means to me. I think a good leader is the one who is right behind the people and lets them do what they need to do. If they fall down, the leader helps them and helps them get up again. And if they go astray, the leader puts them back on track. And if they do a good job, the leader lets them know right away. As a good leader, you have to be with your people all the time. You can't just come in and once in a while, like, a, like in a project meeting, criticize the people, tell them where they have failed, tell them how to fix it and ignore them again, Philippa said with a sigh of relief. I know now how I impact my team and with my behavior, and, and I look much more on the process of the things and how we approach them. I focus less on the facts and more on the other elements. Here I ask much more questions how and why people think the way they think and why they make one or the other suggestion. I learned a lot about who the people in my team are and what is important to them. So much so that I can trust them more today because I'm, I'm doing fewer assumptions about them. I think I really know how they will decide but I never will stop asking questions. That is a very powerful insight, Philippa. How do you feel about that now? I feel much stronger and relaxed in myself. 
because I'm not so concerned about the results as such. Of course, I do want the results, but I know if I work with my team like you taught us, the results will come. If they don't, together with my people, we know how to improve the conditions to achieve these results. I just have to ask them and we decide together what is best, she laughed. So this is a good moment to ask them what they think, right? The coach said. Sure, Philippa said. And everyone is here and ready to start. Philippa and the coach entered the ballroom at Fyodal's slot, the only room where all 15 managers had space enough to sit comfortably. The tables were arranged to allow four group tables and the DGC managers were already in the room talking to each other. It was a wonderful level of energy and excitement and laughter in the room. It felt good to be back, the coach thought, as he greeted them all. How are things going? He wanted to know, and he was overwhelmed by the stories of change and success that flooded towards him from all the tables. I'm really eager to listen to your stories, the coach said. Let's make sure that we can organize it in such a way that I can listen to each and every one. Remember, we used to prepare the stories using the fact tool, and we, uh, we will still use the same routine. And one by one, you come up to the front and you share with everyone what you have learned on your journey speaking the four sides of leadership. It was a battle as everyone wanted to be first to tell his or her story, but it sorted itself out quickly. The coach noted many different stories presented in a very enthusiastic way. Everyone was accompanied by the applause at the end. What struck him differently this time was that many stories had an element of self-awareness explaining how the person had felt while doing what they had done. Some stories revealed the internal struggle the people were faced with in changing their behavior. It was not always easy to do things more in line with its four sides of leadership. Sometimes they could even repeat the exact wording how they had said things and which questions they had asked. All this had not been possible only a year ago. Other stories had an element of showing leadership by having the courage of intervening and stopping a certain action, like a meeting. They explained how in one case they stopped a meeting and started over because the meeting was not achieving its purpose. Then there were stories of other managers giving feedback on poor behavior. This was remarkable coming from managers who had never dared to give feedback before. Some found that employees trusted them with their personal issues that were impacting their performance and they had never had access at that level of personal issues in the past. These managers, the coach found, were taking their leader role seriously and they were proud of it. After the coffee break, he wanted yet more evidence. Let's team up in pairs and discuss with a partner for 10 minutes the answer to the following two questions. What changes have I seen in myself? And which changes have I seen in my colleagues around the company? We will then collect the answers together. The room erupted with a discussion immediately as they all exchanged the expressions and experiences of what had changed. Some were paging through the travel guides, looking and pointing at notes that they had taken earlier. The enthusiasm was no different when the pairs tried to overtake each other in sharing their experience and the coach had a hard time to follow up. The list of what the managers thought they had changed themselves started with a couple of obvious answers, such as they had improved their listening skills and delegated more. Every item was explained and one from the group wrote it on the board. The coach watched and wondered what had actually changed. But then the picture gradually revealed itself like a meadow from the mist in an early morning summer sun. 
The next manager said that they were less focused on details. They focused on the strategy, but let the teams decide how to achieve the goals. We thought that we were really coming aware of the tools and methods and when to use them, Robert said, presenting the results from his discussion. I am much more concerned at looking and guiding the process than steering and deciding on the details. Uh, I am more aware of what I'm doing. I mean, I don't just do my work like I did before. I, I stop and think about the way I want to execute the actions and which attitude I need to do it, John said when it was his turn. Yeah, Lars said, I believe we are really doing things differently. And the coach saw many others nodding in an improving way. Actually, Robert continued, looking back, I thought this should be common sense, but in reality, common sense is not so common at all. And I had to work hard to make it more common for myself. He grinned as his comment was met with roaring laughter of agreement. For us, we thought, we have become more assertive, and I don't mean pushy, but assertive in a positive way. We have much more openness, better self-management and self-awareness. And we are more united around our goals. We repeat the message again and again, Christa's group commented. We have also become more part of a network in the GenConvert group. We discussed and agreed that we are coaching and asking more open questions now. We see the contribution of all the people, was the final note on the board, and the line was under the word all. The coach asked for the changes they had seen in others, and the list became equally exciting very quickly. Our people are more aware of their own behavior, was the first comment. We have more self-steering teams, Philippa wrote. No more walls. We have an understanding as a group of managers what, what we do and who is doing it. The contribution, we trust each other now, got many nods. We recognize the situations when we get stuck. The people are more open to changes, Jim mentioned. The goals are much clearer. We have, we have more appreciation for each other, John said. People are taking the responsibility. We have more speed and more fun, Lars added. The coach admired the two lists and said, What difference do we see in these two lists? After a moment of silence, it started to dawn on them, and Jim spoke for all. We have to do our stuff first before we can see the others change. Exactly, the coach said. Do more of this yourself, and he pointed to what they had changed themselves, and you get more of that. He pointed to the changes they saw in the others. So many companies would wish they had achieved what you have done and have changes in the others, but they don't see this side, what they have to do themselves first. You were there too. You didn't know how to get where you are today. Now you have the answers. You dare to try it and you found that it works. We have forgotten one thing, Robert broke the moment's silence. What is it, Robert? Robert moved up to the board of changes they had done. He drew the figures between 28, an arrow, and 41 on the board. We have developed from 28 million euros to a turnover of 41 million. He waved his fist in the air and the ballroom exploded with cheers and shouts of enthusiasm. They were well ahead of their goals to increase 50% in five years. They had practically done it all in half time. They had achieved that by focusing on the small things on its four sides of leadership every day. During lunch, 
The coach saw Robert coming towards him. He was smiling. Hello, Robert. You look pleased. Oh, said Robert. You cannot believe how much. What do you mean? Look, I really want to say thank you to you for what you have done for GGC. I thought we were a good bunch here, but you have turned this company into something great. Come on, said the coach. You were all standing in the headwind all day long. You did all the work, the coach pushed back. No, seriously, I don't know where we would be, especially me. Thank you, said the coach. But what exactly is different for you now? For me, I knew I was running an important project. But what is different now is that I feel I, really, I am really contributing to something important. There is a small difference between assuming and being told it is like that. My confidence and my motivation to make sure that we will succeed must have doubled. Wow, that is a big step. And on top of that, David has nominated me as a successor as R&D manager. Robert was smiling all over his face. He hadn't expected that two years ago. I thought I was close of being fired. That is a huge recognition. Congratulations, Robert, the coach said. Thank you, Robert said. Robert reached out and shook his hand. And thanks to you. So you will possibly have a permanent leader role in the future. What do you think you will do to be a good leader? The coach inquired. I have learned a lot in these sessions and I think everybody should have the chance to follow such a program. For myself, I have learned to find the balance between myself, I mean, my usual reactions and the reactions that make me more effective on my job. It was not easy and I am sure that I still became angry and frustrated at people of times during the process of changing myself, but now I'm able to control myself so that I can have a constructive discussion about what is disturbing me with the person or the people who are involved. That was not possible for me before. I am still working on this, and on occasions my usual eye pops up, Robert said, laughing at himself. But, but I can see it coming now. I also saw how leadership developed here at DGC over the past years, Robert continued. And what I will focus on as a leader is to give the people the freedom they need to develop and make sure that they have the means or the resources so that they can work. That is what I think is important, prioritizing the resources and eliminating the bottlenecks for the team. The coach congratulated Robert again for his achievements and courage and they both turned back to the conference room for the second half of their exciting day. Later in the afternoon, when everybody had packed and said their thank yous and goodbyes, the coach stopped David, the R&D manager, to exchange some opinions. Looking back over the past two years, what do you think about the journey we did together? Oh, it was amazing. It was so much fun, David said immediately. Fun? The coach looked puzzled. We didn't do especially fun things. True, but everyone joined in. We got to know each other, we shared stories and worries, and it was a very thrilling experience. It was always serious stuff, I mean, about our business and our behavior and communication and feed forward and so on. But it made a lot of sense and everybody could try it out, laugh about their own mistakes, and there was no harm in getting it wrong here during the sessions. It was totally relaxed and fun. The David was smiling all over his face. He was thrilled. And then there were magical moments that made our skin creep. 
You know, that time when Robert stood up in front of the group and said to everybody something like, I know that I'm not perfect, but you see it more than I do. And when you see me struggling and behaving ineffectively, don't just let me struggle, tell me. That was a magical moment I will never forget. Yeah, that was a powerful moment when Robert asked for feedback from all his peers, the coach reflected. It showed how much he had grown to trust you all. What do you personally think are the reasons that your journey went so well, David? You know, David said, every one of us changed. For myself, I would go into a meeting and already knew what the people would want to say and what type of arguments they would have and bring forward. I would not listen. I would just say what I had planned to say and get pushy if no one agreed. Most of the time, people didn't agree with me. So most of the time I became pushy. I had to learn to stop and listen and not just wait to speak. I can tell you that was a challenge, he laughed at himself. I tried that at home first and it felt so weird. One evening on the party I was listening and my brain went blank. I became so scared that I didn't have anything to say. Luckily, the first time, I had a couple of drinks and so had my partner, so nobody noticed. But later, I started to use that at work. Not the drinks, he laughed again. In meetings, I mean, I tried to listen and find out where we could find an agreement. Suddenly, questions came to my mind and I started to ask and all of a sudden, the conversations turned into a much positive direction. They became friendly and accommodating and it became easier to come to an agreement. Once I was so proud of myself and then BAM! I did it the old way again. I had to be on my toes all the time and watch myself for what I was doing. Looking around, I guess everybody has a story of that to tell. We all changed. The other thing is, we have done this without any major investment in machines and personnel. We have not reorganized our company either. From the outside, you could think we have been driving the people extremely hard to achieve their goals. But in fact, that would only be half the truth. Before, if things went wrong, people would complain to everyone and to the manager and wait for him to fix it. Now, the people here at DGC find it easier to address the issues themselves that they are concerned with. They go directly to the people involved. The people feel that they have the mandate to act and they fix it themselves. They will even tell you if you screw up, but in a friendly way. The coach looked at David, smiled and said nothing. Of course, there were still some remaining walls to be torn down, David continued. And a few people to um, left to convert and more things to learn. That is why we like to come back on occasions. You don't mind, do you? Bottom line is, you could say it in German. What we are doing is hart aber herzlich, right? But... We do it very herzlich. And best of all, David had a big smile on his face. It's all a lot of fun, too. Thank you, David. Glad mit Sommer. You all deserve it. You have been listening to a chapter of Speaking the Language of Leadership, read to you by the author and coach, Colin Lutart. If you would like to know more about Speaking the Language of Leadership, or the method presented in this book called Its Four Sides of Leadership, and reach out to me, Coach Colin, then you simply write an email to language at itsfoursides.com. That's language at itsfoursides.com.
www.ecofactory.com and we'll take it from there. Take care.